Hello and welcome Success Grade Nation to this new episode of the Success Grade Podcast with your host Hussain Talib. In this episode, I have with me Paul Barron. He is the founder and CEO of the World Printer USA. Paul has personally developed and launched business concepts and supported successful revenue growth, which led to exits for similar startups and businesses. Paul, welcome to the Success Grade Podcast. Hussein, thank you so much for having me here. I look forward to talking with you and your audience. Awesome. So this is an interesting business that you build up here. So why don't you tell us the Success Secret audience, your purpose behind this business, and uh, how did you think of the idea for starting that? Well, I won't bore your audience, Hussein, with Paul was born at a very young age because I'm 70 years old, and my journey has taken me through many, many different businesses. Um, when people ask me, what what do I do? Um, besides saying, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I grow up. Um, I've had a series of uh, companies, services, products um, that span uh, business to business, um, consumer packaged goods, uh, software development, um, food service, retail, wholesale businesses, distribution. Um, the hats that I like wearing And I believe it's important for anybody to find out as early as possible in their career path what hats you like to wear and what hats you do not like to wear. Mm. Uh, For me, it was the sales, marketing, um, customer relationships. I really enjoyed that process and and the exercise of of meeting people that not only um, found what my business was offering at that particular time, uh, but also... Uh, you know, found a, a path either through me or through their own network that would allow me to um, explore uh, those relationships and where they might lead for both their benefit as well as mine. So I've I've launched software companies, uh, restaurants. Um, I've represented other companies um, wearing the sales and marketing hats for a baby bottle manufacturer from Austria a media um, and communications vendor from the Middle East, um, a um, self-service dog wash from Australia, um, a Russian technology company for audio, video, and communications technologies. So I've always looked at things, and sometimes I've done this on my own, where I've acquired the product or the rights to a product, and sometimes I've done it as a hired gun, working for somebody in their sales team or managing their business development, um, helping those companies grow revenue, customers, strategic relationships, and then positioning themselves for either more success or exit. Um, I've retired several times, Hussein, over the years. Um, and, times. But I always, get, <laughs> That's new. I, I, always, I always get drawn back in because I find something exciting and something innovative, and I want to learn more about it and what the opportunities might be. And so about three or four years ago, I was approached by a company Um, to help them market a vertical printing machine. Never heard about it, never saw one before. Um, It was a German company um, that um, had approached me through a Canadian distributor that was looking to find an audience for this vertical printing product. And I I learned early on that, and this is no disrespect to anybody in your audience that might have German heritage. I drive a BMW myself. I value a well-engineered product. Um, but just because something says made in Germany, it's not necessarily worth two to three times what something else of comparable quality might be worth. So when I 
when I learned when I learned about this product and found it very interesting and wanted to learn more and find out who else is doing this, um, I found out that there were only five manufacturers, literally a handful of manufacturers, five worldwide. There was the one German company. There were two in China. There was one in India and one in Australia. And so I could not make the deal with the Canadian company that approached me to help them represent the German manufactured product uh, because they wanted me to be a hired gun, a salesman for them. And I wasn't interested in doing that. I wanted something that I could own. I wanted to have equity with the product or the company. And so I decided to look at the other four manufacturers. And as it turned out, the German product wasn't the best. It wasn't the only one out there. Um, I found out that the oldest one in the business that invented this technology called wall printing was a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. Then I found out that there was a second Chinese company, a laser engraving company. Turns out that the Chinese don't only copy us, but they copy themselves when they see something good. <laughs> and so uh, the second company, which was a laser engraving company, saw the success of the first company, and they made a product that was a, a copycat of the first one. Uh, but they didn't offer any support or any engineering or anything else to really help a business like mine grow. And then there was an, there was an Australian company um, that had a very pretty website, but had no product. It was a venture-backed company and that had no engineering. And then there was an Indian company that had an interesting, inexpensive product, but it was more of a home hobby solution, not a commercial product to be used day in and day out. So it really was the only, the only two quality products out there was one from China and one from Germany. Yeah. And I ended up um, developing a relationship with the Chinese manufacturer, and I acquired all rights to the product and actually co-own a couple of patents where I'm a co-inventor on some of the differentiating features that separate our product from the German one. Little things like being able to print on dark walls and use white ink. These are features that the German product doesn't offer that we do. Um, and and I and I'm a co-owner on some patents with them, and I own all rights to the Western Hemisphere, North mm-hmm. America, South America, the Caribbean, and I am allowed to also sell into the Middle East as well cool. um, to uh, companies that are interested. Yeah. Uh, basically, That's anybody English speaking, English speaking, um, I service, awesome. and also so, Spanish, Portuguese. Awesome. So, like you mentioned earlier in your talk and speak, that you retired f- few times. And you basically started this business, as I understand, when when you when you are seventy years old, when you were seven. Uh, this is this is what I got right. So how do you how do you like keep yourself motivated that you wanna keep working instead instead of just retiring basically and having well, your when, business when or I, whatever? Where, where do you get this motivation to work on new businesses and new ventures, new products? How how do you do it? When I when I found this product when I was first approached and after I uh, the relationship or conversations broke down with me and the distributor for the German company, um, I, I fell in love with the product itself and the innovation because I had never seen anything. So as I was learning about it, I do what I typically do. I'm in my home office where I am now talking to you. And I usually call to my wife and I say, hey, Maureen, come take a look at this. Now, rather than actually listening to me and coming to take a look at it. What she does is she usually cuts up my credit cards and hides the bank account because she says, oh, here we go again. Paul's going to invest in something crazy. Um, (laughs) But this time, this time she actually took a look and she liked it and found it interesting. And, and I decided to explore it further. 
Um, and basically that's what motivates me is just seeing, um, and this is what should motivate anybody really who's doing whatever they want to do with their career and their business is find a solution to a problem. If you, if you cannot find a solution to somebody's problem, then you're just probably spinning your wheels or doing something that other people have done already, um, or there won't be a market for it. But if you actually have something innovative, something that that does solve a real problem for people, and what I saw with the vertical printing machine that I discovered in this um, process, I discovered a product that there was virtually no market for anything other than muralists, people who do hand painting of artwork on walls, and um, the traditional ways to put art on walls, which might be vinyl stickers um, or your traditional paintings and posters that people might put up on a wall. Um, but to actually take a digital image and paint it on a wall um, with a with a machine, um, the, just like your desktop printing machine that would print on a piece of paper, but this can print on a wall any size, any surface, indoors or outdoors, was fascinating to me. And because of that, I thought that there might be a market for it. Now, not, and what was really exciting to me to kind of answer your question about the motivation, I sit on the board um, of advisors for the local university's business school and their school of entrepreneurship. Um, I do this to, do, to give back with the benefit of my experience that might help some other people who find some pains in their business path um, in the sales and marketing areas. There are other people who do what I do um, that contribute for areas like finance or legal um, or other aspects of, of business growth. Um, me, my, my hats that I wear well are the sales and marketing ones, as I've mentioned repeatedly. And so, um, so I do a lot of this give back or mentoring um, with local community uh, from the university, which is students, faculty, or even other businesses in the town where I live, Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, who have some questions about their business path. And so I, I enjoy that. And so one of the things that I saw in this particular product was the opportunity to allow other people to be in business and other people to be doing something that might help them realize their financial dreams um, and their goals for themselves, for their families, maybe their employees. And it was a product that could work just as well with startups, people who have no experience or people who have an existing business that might be something um, tangential, I call it, to, to, the, uh, to what a wall printing machine does. And what I mean by that is maybe they're photographers or they're muralists, uh, painters, um, general contractors, people who do home renovations, architects, um, graphics artists, designers, people who are in the industry in some way of putting art on walls and mm -hmm. decorating homes or businesses um, or schools or hospitals, event spaces. Um, that that want to have something um, something that will put the artwork on these walls, mm. and uh, and there will be a place for that to help a company who wants to deliver those services grow. And so those were this was attractive to me on many levels, and that's what motivated me to learn more about it, to see what the cost might be not only for me but for the people I'm selling these machines to, and to uh, to hopefully uh, enable them to. Uh, operate a business or add this to their existing business. Yeah. So you mentioned entrepreneurs, they should actually solve problems to people, right? So how do you, let's say, advise people or new business owners or entrepreneurs 
how they can figure out what are the problems people having so they can have solution for them. Yeah, so so I don't, you know, it's not, of course, this is this is a very general statement to to have and anybody who's just creating a business plan or has an idea has to has to reach the point very early on is are is your product or service um solving a problem, a very real problem for people. So whether or not it's, you know, software applications are being developed every day, you know, to make life easier or to, you know, to to uh, um, to control a device or to 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 uh, um, enable communication between people easier, more effectively um, or to or to uh, help transactions happen easily when you want to buy something or sell something. You know, th- this is all being done with software every day these, these days. And there are plenty of applications and plenty of businesses, marketplaces like Amazon or anybody else who, who wants to provide a, a, a buying service for people who want, want to purchase something or a selling service. Um, and that goes for everything from uh, if you want to you know, sell furniture or clothing or, or, or whatever you have. Um, you know, these, these, there's always um, a, a, a different way or a better way that people are coming up with to solve the problems they have in their day-to-day lives. You know, for me, it was, it was the opportunity to to put artwork onto walls, indoors or outdoors, differently than it was being done before, or to help somebody like a muralist who's spending days or weeks doing a painting on a wall, where their real creative talent was in developing that picture, not necessarily spending all their time actually painting it onto a wall. Um, you know, I'm not minimizing an artist. And and in fact, what we're trying to do is create something that will help the artist create their art, which is often done digitally these days on devices, um, you know, on their computers, graphics, devices, you know, before you ever take pen um, to ink or to paint and to a wall or to canvas, they're usually creating that vision for their art in advance. um, Because we live in a time where you have these digital tools available to us you know, software applications like Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator, uh, Corel Draw, um, all these types of, uh, you know, applications that that help people who are creative um, create their, their art uh, before ever actually going to canvas or to, to a wall um, to be able to do this or glass or whatever the surface might be. Mm-hmm. And so we have a device here that takes that digital image in that digital format, put it on a USB stick, stick the USB stick into our machine, tell it to print and it prints um, and it prints any size, any wall and, and indoors, outdoors. And it's just a, you know, it, to me, that's a solution to a very real problem um, that an artist just doesn't have enough time on their hands to create the art and actually to do the art, um, to put it on a wall. So that was the one problem. The other thing was just giving more choices um, to people. You know, we found that there were people who were uh, like uh, property developers who have houses and apartments that they want to show to people um, and, and they get a client and the client, you know, has children who are into soccer or into uh, um, as you call it football over in your area. Um, You know, we call it soccer here in the U S but you know, they're into that sport or, or tennis or golf or, or they're into um, uh, cartoon characters or, or whatever they can take that, that artwork, and put it on somebody's wall in their bedroom or in their office um, and have that have that there because it's something that means something to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I saw all those opportunities. And yeah, more important so- than anything else, 
I saw the opportunity, you know, I, I launched this business at the beginning of when COVID came around. Mm. 2019, I actually acquired um, the rights to this business and to um, and and the first machines that I purchased. And I had a substantial six, seven figure investment in this. And, and this was done at a time when now the world stopped because of COVID. Nobody was able to actually go travel someplace. Nobody was able, this wasn't like a, uh, a McDonald's or a plumbing franchise or, or, or something that people could see around the corner and say, hey, that's an interesting business. I see what that is. You know, you make hamburgers, you make pizza or you make falafel. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, I'd like to be in that business too. Um, and, uh, which by the way, is one of my favorite foods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned opportunities in your speak here. So like how, how do entrepreneurs can find opportunities like intentionally, not intentionally, not by accident. Is there something they can do to find these opportunities? Well, my, my, my knee jerk short answer to that is just by being by being out there by being in conversations um you know i realize your audience doesn't know me you invited me to talk with you hussein so so i'm doing a lot of talking um but the most important thing really in life is listening and mm -hmm. trying to understand what are people's pain points what are those problems they have um what is it that you can offer and if it's not you how can you become a trusted advisor to somebody so that so that you can intentionally make your, to use your, your word, um, so that you can intentionally be available to you or to somebody else um, to, to can benefit from your experience or your network of people. Um, because even if you can't help somebody today, when you listen to them and you understand what they're trying to accomplish, if you can direct them to somebody else or some other service or some other business that can help them through this pain point, then Who knows when that person will then rely on you for something that you can provide that will benefit you perhaps financially um, or to help build your network. And so, so those just being out there, just being available to people, I think is the most important way to, to achieve your own success and to, and to determine your own path in what, what drives your passion. Um, you, have to, you have to find something that, that is meaningful to you, and it may not be something that that you just stumble across like I did with the wall printing machine. Um, it could be something that you just hear from people, what they're doing and what their needs are and, uh, and then make a connection and see where mm -hmm. it goes. You know, there's the expression, you know, be nice to the people on your way up because they're the same people you're going to see on the way down. Um, you know, nothing <laughs> could be more true and, and nothing could be more true that than it's not how many times you fall down, but how many times you get up. And, and it's always, uh, you know, having a network of people you can rely on and who can rely on you that will help you through those phases. Everything in my life was not a trajectory upwards and onwards. Um, there were plenty of opportunities that I've had that did not work out. Um, there, are, there are financial losses and there are personal losses and there were relationships lost. But there were also, you know, more often than not, um, a way to get back. Um, on the horse, so to speak, yeah. and uh, and and get uh, and get get moving again in a direction uh, that allowed me to become successful uh, on a totally different path. Yeah, so, so again, 
So, so speaking of losses, how did you deal with these kind of things? Because like we know in, in business, in order for you to be a success, you might have to fail sometime, right? Or have setbacks. Because well, we know that success you know, comes after failures, right? Personally, my advice to anybody is, uh, you know, um, be open to the fact that, that you are going to fail and you are going, not everything is going to be a success. And the way you prepare yourself for that, or at least the way that I've prepared and gotten through that and continue to sleep very well at night is because I have never done anything intentionally to hurt anybody. Um, I have never um, done anything without the best intentions in mind, uh, whether it be in terms of a product that's being developed, a service that's being provided, or somebody that I've hired or somebody that's hired me. Um, I perform the best I can. I expect that of other people around me. Um, and if we succeed, we succeed together as a result of our combined efforts. Um, and if it doesn't work out, we try to determine what was the reason for that. Was it because you didn't have enough capital? You didn't have the right talent? You didn't have the right market? Um, you didn't uh, explore any of those things to their fullest extent to give yourself the best opportunity to be successful? Um, but but sleeping at night is, is important to me, uh, not only because I'm 70 years old um, and I need my sleep, but more than when I was younger, um, but it's because it, it means at the end of the day um, that I've done the best I can and that I've gotten the people around me to do the best they can. And we all have common goals to succeed for ourselves and for our customers. And and I think that's the most important thing. So, is yeah, that, so um, you mentioned that you, you, are, you, you like or this is one of your strengths, is that marketing and sales, right? So what do you think is the most important things to do in business? Are they marketing and sales? Or there are other things that are important in business? Well, um, it is definitely not limited to just marketing and sales. Um, mar marketing um, is important because you have to understand, once again, is there an audience for the product or service you are providing? Um, you know, are you developing something? Are you investing in something um, that that there is an, there is a, a genuine opportunity to be successful? So, so marketing is what does that. It def that's what we did for because of COVID um, when we launched our company, um, and people weren't looking around for um, they weren't able to travel and see things. But because they were working virtually and remotely, they were looking for opportunities. They were deciding maybe maybe the path they were on was not their ideal path. And so it was an excellent time to market something in the way of showing people that here's an interesting device that does something that can create a business opportunity for you if you're ready for it and willing to take a risk on something new that nobody knows about. So um, once again, that's the marketing aspect. But of course, we needed the capital. I needed to hire people. When other people were laying people off at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and people were were closing down stores, shops, businesses. I was hiring people um, because I needed to know that when COVID eased up and people were actually willing to invest in something um, in their next phase of life, and my business opportunity that I was presenting would be possible for them, I wanted to make sure I had the people and the resources in place to support their success. And so I was investing in people and hiring people and training people um, and make and putting all those things in place at a time when, you know, people were, 
for really being laid off and 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 not having yeah. these opportunities. It was, it was about so, these kind of times, a lot of businesses or corporations use this time to lay off people a lot. So, like, so you mentioned you have you, you hired people, good people that are doing the job. So, what are the things that you personally do you think you are not good at that that you had to hire people doing that job for you? Well, you know, I've been asked many times over the years, what's the definition of a good leader? Um, mm. I've usually been asked this when I've had successful businesses rather than when I've had unsuccessful businesses, um, but which which I don't call unsuccessful, actually. I usually call them learning experiences. Um, but I've often been asked, what's the definition of a good leader or a good CEO of a business? And my answer, which basically answers your question, is you hire the best qualified people to do the job that's needed, and then you back off and let them do it. Um, so a good CEO and a good leader is somebody wise enough to let those people do the job that they are capable of doing and for which you've hired them. So these other aspects of business besides sales and marketing, you know, there's financial, there's managing people, um, there's technical support, there's customer support, um, there's marketing, um, there's, there's creating our videos and our, our content for our website and for Facebook and for Instagram and Reddit and you know, and all the other channels we use in YouTube, I don't do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I say marketing, I can identify and analyze who might be a good customer for us, but to communicate what the wall printer does through video and through images and through the success stories of our customer, those are being done by somebody else on our team who's capable of those and has those skill sets to be able to create videos, to, 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 uh, to add a message that articulates what the opportunity is for somebody who wants to buy and become a wall printer and operate a business in their local community. Um, so that so having people to do all those things, and then the legal aspects, uh, the financial, the banking, um, you know, all of these things are significant um, to any business's success. And you need people, either you wear those hats or you hire people to do that. So do you think in our speaking here, do you think we missed something that is important, specifically, for example, if there is something different between physical business or uh, an online business, is there a difference or you can treat them the same? I treat, I treat them all the same, to be, to be perfectly frank about that. Um, it's, you know, these elements of success and of delivering um, good services or good products or good quality. Um, to somebody really is is agnostic um, across uh, across those areas, and it, it just it just means that you have dedicated people who are passionate about what they're doing, um, who feel a desire um, to understand their customers' needs or issues that they're having, and then give them the proper um, support uh, to move forward with whether it be through your products or through a direction to somebody else. Who can solve their problem? So, do you have certain favorite tools, for example, or favorite books that you read that you would recommend to people? That's not a good question for me because I don't read a lot. Mm. Um, I, I listen a lot. Um, I watch. Um, I watch what other people do. Um, uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. So, I look for people who are successful and I try to copy what what I admire about their success. And, and, and again, you have to measure success in various ways. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's by the way that um, 
they treat their customers. Sometimes it's by the way that they um, respect the quality of the product or service that they're delivering. Um, so I look for those types of things in other people and businesses. Uh, and I try to, to copy um, those that are uh, that I think are, are memorable or noteworthy. Mm, yeah, um, that, that's that a good strategy, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, books, you know, I, I taught when my first job, in fact, out of college um, was out of my university was I was a high school mathematics teacher. And uh, and it, and again, you know, there's an old saying that, you know, people who uh, um, people either do or people that don't teach. Um, so people who write books, I'm not saying that that the authors of, of books just just like um, which is no different, you know, in our day and age, you know, you could do blogging and podcasts and everything else um, and communicate those. Those are the books of our generation now. Um, and and so, you know, I prefer to, you know, to listen, um, to watch a podcast, to listen to somebody's story um, and then take away from it what I can. Um, again, my long-winded way of saying I can't recommend any specific book because I haven't read I haven't read a book in a very very long time. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I read I read magazines and I watch television, um, and I and I, uh, I I don't even have the patience for an audio book. Um, so <laughs> okay, that's good. So, what would you say? One advice for people or entrepreneurs who are uh, starting out or they are looking for certain opportunities. Uh, advice is yeah. is uh, my advice to, to anybody, um, whether you want to work for somebody or whether you want to start your own business, um, you know, um, you know, find a space that, that you can be passionate about. Um, if you can't if you can't get up in the morning, uh, you know, again, I, I do like I do like quotes and, and trite phrases. Sometimes uh, they're more important, they're more appropriate than anything I might otherwise come up with. Um, but you know, they say if you um, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm. Um, and 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 that I've I've always personally I've always lived where I wanted to live because I felt capable being a salesperson or being somebody who can um, help a company with its revenue um, uh, goals. I always felt it didn't matter where I was. So I play tennis. I always lived in a warm weather climate. Um, even though I'm from New York, which is not a warm weather climate, but I moved very early on to Florida uh, because it would allow me to play tennis 365 days a year. Um, and that's what I still enjoy doing. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina now, which I could still be passionate and about outdoor activities and do it 12 months a year. Um, I always felt that I could do whatever I wanted to do wherever I wanted to do it. So, um, so find a place you're comfortable. Find a place that makes you feel good about getting up in the morning and going to work or going to your own business. Mm. Uh, to me, that was the most important thing. If I couldn't feel mm. good of, 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 about my environment, um, everything that followed that day would probably become a challenge that I did not need. Um, mm. And that would be a barrier to, uh, to my success that I was looking for. Mm. So to me, living in the place I wanted to live was very important. Um, mm. and, uh, and that was a big ingredient um, towards the rest of things that followed, whether I Work for somebody, or it was one of my own businesses. So also, it's um, important again, to have to have passion for what you do because if you don't have passion, you will you will someday stop and don't want to wake up for for it that morning and do your work, whether it's for your own or your own business or for somebody else's business, right? Yeah, it, it you know it drive it drives my it drives my wife crazy when I'm up at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning 
and I'm online and I'm responding to a customer who obviously knows that we're, our, our business hours are not three o'clock in the morning. Um, but it also, uh, because I do work with a, with a Chinese company that's 13 hours ahead of me, um, <laughs> sometimes my 9 a.m., my 9 p.m. is their 10 a.m. And so um, just like you and I are talking with a six, seven hour time difference, um, you know, I, I talk that's been something that I've done my whole life pretty much. And, and I'm used to that. Um, it, but as I said, it drives my wife crazy because she says I should turn off the clock every now and then. Um, but I, I can't turn off the wheels that are spinning in my head. And when I <laughs> when I when I think of something or somebody reaches out to me, I, I kind of feel an obligation to, uh, you know, to to just take care of it then and there. Um, yeah. And I and I think, you know, others would argue this point. Um, but I, I think that, you know, everybody talks about work life balance. Um, I believe in that. Um, I believe you have to have time for yourself, but I enjoy what I'm doing so much that it extends, you know, throughout the, the 24 hours of a day. Um, you know, so, yes, so I know I have to. So basically it's a, it's a, a rhythm, let's say, between work and balance because you what you do, you sh- it should, com- should like complement your life with it. So it does, does not it, have it to should. be like it, it's it, actually, you do, it's actually you, work. You do have yeah. to cut. What's the right word? Um, you have to um, put things in the right compartments. You have to com- mm-hmm. compartmentalize things um, and and get the get you know put things in their place at their appropriate times. Um, but but if you're going to be an entrepreneur, I'll tell your audience this right away: be prepared for 24 hour days and be prepared for things that are going to go up and things are going to go down um, and be able to pivot. Because one of the one of the things that separates an entrepreneur from somebody who's just going to continue to work for somebody for their whole life. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there are a lot of people who just, you know, don't respond well to risk um, mm. and, 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 and can find rewards in terms of a good salary and a good job and a good company. Um, but they also require you to know, are you in the right place with the right people um, mm. to make you happy, even if you are working for somebody. But if yeah. you want to be an entrepreneur um, or, or think of yourself as one, you're not going to be a nine to five person. You're going to be a person who has to respond to customers, to problems, to issues, to your, own, to your own passion, to your own ideas, because they're going, mm-hmm. you're always going to try to find a way to improve what you're doing. Um, and if you and if you don't have that mindset, you're probably not an entrepreneur. You're probably not, you're not on the right path. Um, and maybe you should take less risk and work for somebody. Um, and again, I've worked for companies throughout my career also um, with great benefit. I've learned how other people do things. And like I said in, to an earlier question you asked, you know, where I've copied people, you know, I've found that there are ways that people are doing things that I wouldn't know about if I didn't go to work for somebody and see how they were doing it and then learn that I like doing things that way. I see the benefit of that or I think I could do it better. And that's when then you move on and you try to find something else. Yeah. So, Paul, where can people get in touch with you if they were, if they want to learn more about you and what you? So, do? if they want to, so I'll, I'll give you two ways. You know, I, I I didn't want this and hope that this did not come across as a sales pitch for my wall printing company. Um, it was not. I'm happy to have conversations like like this. I I appreciate you reaching out to me and wanting to learn about my journey. Uh, but if people are interested in the wall printer, they can go to thewallprinter.com. And they, it'll take 15 seconds to, to a minute on our website to see a video to understand what this business is about. And if it's something they want to pursue, they can go ahead and learn more about it by filling out a form. And then we'll talk to them about that and send them information. 
But if people would like to learn about me or they want to share their story, um, I do believe, as I mentioned before, in give back. Um, I'm happy to talk to people about their journey. Uh, this is not an advertisement for LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is a good professional network and a place to um, to find me and to introduce yourself and to connect with me. And I'm happy to share um, or learn more about your story or your your audience's stories. Um, and if I can be of any help or provide any direction, happy to do that. And LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to connect with me personally. Awesome. Well, thank you, Paul, for being here today with me on this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. You gave us cool and amazing things that we should consider and not, not give up on, especially yeah, we should work it on every day and have some passion because if we don't do that, we, won't, we will not achieve our goal, right? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hussein. I enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.